my grandmother and all her sisters, they all had their own homes and they all um, owned them free and clear. They all mm -hmm. paid off, you know, their mortgage. They didn't have any debt. Mm -hmm. So that makes a lot of sense. And especially with them coming from the South. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And they also understood that the wealth is in the land. All right, uh, we are here with another episode of the hashtag Ask Philip podcast on iTunes, Spotify. I guess it's about to come off iTunes, it's about to be on Apple Podcasts, mm -hmm. uh, Spotify, Google Music. And I'm here with a loan expert, Lisa. I appreciate you hanging out. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you having me. Um, I guess your followers know you, but my listeners don't yet. Um, I'm doing this with no mic today, y'all. And uh, I've actually, you know, a lot of folks don't realize, I do a lot of episodes that I don't record uh, with no mic. Okay. And it works out real well. All right. Um, so the, the sound on this will be pretty good. But thanks for hanging out today, because I, uh, I know it's busy. And, um, but a lot of people are um, investing more in real estate. Yeah. Putting, putting a big chunk of their money in real estate nowadays. And, um, and so I'm wanting to do more real estate focused content because mm -hmm. building wealth, I think, I think there's three pillars, right? I think it's, I think it's owning businesses and starting businesses. So owning being one you own and, or the stock market, I think real estate's definitely one. Right. right? And I think, um, uh, you know, your own income producing ability, you know, whether it's working at a job and, or if that's part of the business, um, uh, are the three pillars to, to, to really, uh, building wealth. Right. Um, um, so, you know, they, they, they all go hand in hand, but, um, what we did y'all is, and this is some of my listeners who have, uh, heard a couple of episodes last week, I'm going to start doing more joint Q and A's with professionals. So this is one of those. And so we have five questions that we had ahead of time. We'll go ahead and answer them. And, um, if you have questions for future shows, feel free to email me at P Washington at Stonehill WM dot com or message me on any social media platform uh, that you follow me on so first question we got is how much can i borrow uh from the mortgage company um well that really depends um we look at your dti which is your debt to income ratio so depending on how much debt you have how many liabilities and we also look at how much income you have so um, it really just depends from borrower to borrower, but um, essentially if we can, if you wanna go FHA, we can have a debt to income ratio um, up to uh, 56%, which is why um, a lot of people like to go FHA just because they can be able to qualify for more um, house. And then if they go conventional, then we can go as high as a 43. Um, debt to income ratio. And a lot of people like to go in um, conventional because there's no upfront mortgage cost, which makes the loan a little more affordable. Mm -hmm. Okay. <clears throat> and um, that's your expertise. So I won't even like, you know, that 
better than me. <laughs> oh, my, my own thing I'll add is just, you know, I see a lot of people who will overbuy, right? So right. they'll say, hey, this is the max. So and, let me max it well, out. No, you know what they say. <laughs> they don't actually say that. They say, right. they say we're not going to do the max. What is the max? We're not going to do the max. Mm -hmm. right? And then what they end up doing? Doing the max. Doing the max, right? And getting price shocked. So that's <laughs> not a good thing either because, mm -hmm. yeah, you want to make sure you can afford it each month. Um, a lot of people get, um, you know, intrigued by the bigger house. Oh, I, this is how much I qualify for, so why not use it all? But you have to be realistic, and that's why we have the debt-to-income ratio, because we want to make sure you can afford your mortgage as well as your existing um, costs and expenses as well. Right, which, which include the rising property taxes, exactly. HOA dues, <clears throat> uh, yep. yard maintenance. Yes. Like, the number one competitor for my services mm -hmm. uh, to married couples that have a nice income um, is their house. Right. They tell me I can't save any money, you know, mm -hmm. and, and I don't like, I don't judge. You know, I don't, I don't, um, I don't judge anybody like do what you're going to do, but be thoughtful about um, how you buy a house. Because if you plan to save money for kids, college and retirement mm -hmm. or whatever, yep. start a business or invest in real estate and you're locked into that deal, like it just, it holds you back. Before we go to the next question, what I, what I also want to do that I didn't do um, before was, um, you know, um, list the company that you're with. Yes. Right. And uh, what's throwing me off is we're on your page, not mine. I know. I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm not talking about people. I'm talking to your people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but, but what, you know, what, what company you're with um, and, and how you got into the mortgage business? Okay. Well, my name is Lisa Morris. I'm with On Time Lending. And if anybody has any questions for me, they can definitely reach me at L Morris, M-O-R-R-I-S, at ontimelending.com. And how I got in the mortgage business is I just really wanted to help people. I really wanted to see families get into homes. I really wanted to see, you know, minorities build wealth. And um, that's pretty much, you know, what uh, motivated me mm -hmm. to, to start um, with the real estate and mortgage business. Mm -hmm. No, makes makes sense. It's a side note. I mean, after you said that, there's a really good book. I'm forgetting the name uh, of it, um, but it's in Audible.com. I just listened to it. It's about the first six black millionaires. Mm, yeah. Um, and uh, it was real good. But at the end, the epilogue, or is the prologue, whatever's at the end. Yeah. They talked about how African Americans have. Um, uh, if you look at percentage of what we invest in, mm -hmm. out of all the races, we invest the most in real estate, right? And they were like, they were saying the reason why that probably is, um, is because our ancestors used to, I guess, tent, you know, we were, at least our ancestors in America uh, were slaves and right. they had to take care of the land. And so to own your own land is a, is a pride thing it is. Um, that was just passed down through generations and DNA. So like, that's mm -hmm. pretty interesting. That's, it is. You know. And that makes sense because, you know, um, my grandmother and all her sisters, they all have their own homes and they all um, own them free and clear. They mm -hmm. all paid off, you know, their mortgage. They didn't have any debt. Mm -hmm. So that makes a lot of sense. And especially with them coming from the South. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And they also understood that the wealth is in the land, you know, mm -hmm. and so a lot of millennials, there's a disconnect there, you know, um, because we have a lot of millennials that are renting mm -hmm. and not owning. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go to the next question. How fast can I improve my credit score? Uh, 
realistically, right? And mm-hmm. in that question, in context around it, yeah, you, know, you got all these credit people who say, hey, you know, we can fix your credit score in, in whatever time period. Like, what's realistic? You know, somebody who wants yeah. to be able to buy a home, right? First, what's the credit score you need to even be considered to buy a home? Right. And then how fast can you realistically get it there if you're not there? That's a great question. Um, so we can um, get you qualified um, with as low as a 500 credit score. Yeah, with FHA. However, you would have to put more down. You have to put 10% down. But um, with a 580 credit score going FHA, we can qualify you for a 3.5% down. And if you want to go conventional, you would need at least a 620. Okay. Okay. So that, that, um, that, has that changed recently? Was it... Um... Wasn't it like, when did I buy a home? Two years ago? I think it was like, what, 650? A couple, two, two, three, that's always been the case? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, I learned something there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the higher you're, the reason why people want to maximize their credit score mm-hmm. and have the highest credit score is because you can get a lower interest rate, which essentially is lower yeah. payments um, for the life of the loan. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, I don't know why I got the 640 number then. That's somebody told me uh, that number. Um, but yeah, or it, I, don't, I don't know where the number came from. Um, so, uh, so as far as the credit, yeah, yeah, yeah as fast. far as the credit and how fast, um, depending on where you're at, um, with your, with your credit score and what we look at is your FICO. So mm-hmm. your FICO is going to be of the three credit bureaus. We look at the one, the number that's in the middle. So mm-hmm. that's going to be considered your FICO score. And depending on what your FICO score is and what you have on your credit report, Mm -hmm. that really depends on how much work that you would need to repair your credit. So um, if you have a lot of accounts and collections, if you have, um, you know, a lot of um, debt or any bankruptcies or repossessions, anything like that, then, you know, it could be a little more you know, take a little more time. But essentially, if you want to, you know, raise your score, say 30 points or or 50 points, um, you can get that done within about 45 to 60 business days. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. i trying to think how long. I mean, when I first graduated college, my credit score was like in the 500s. Mm-hmm. And I got it. It took me a few years to get it over 750. Right. Um, right. But mine was probably a little more because I was I ran a business right out of college. So I was making no income, yeah. my student yeah. loans, writing everything off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it it took me a couple of years out of college to get it get it up there. And, and then, then and then too, a lot of people um, think that oh, if I get you know one or two inquiries on my credit, my credit score is going to drop. But actually, you can get you know uh, three inquiries on your credit within you know a ninety day period, and there be no. Um, effects with your credit it's after that fourth pull that you're going to see your credit score decrease about a few points um, and then another thing a lot of mi- uh, misconceptions about credit is people think oh you know if I completely pay off this this balance then my credit score is going to go up and sometimes that's not the case sometimes it usually actually drops your score so you want to leave at least a 20 to 30 percent balance on your car you don't you never want to like come pay it completely off because when you they see those payments that's what gives you credit and that's what mm-hmm. increases your credit score so 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 what about this though because um, i think what does the same thing is is also if you have like an american express card and you correct me if i'm wrong mm-hmm. um 
using that to pay groceries and gas or whatever every single month and then paying it off also does the same thing without you having to pay interest, right? Because yeah. there's, there's a math behind, right. you know, is does a credit score points matter more than the interest, right? Like I wouldn't keep a balance if I'm paying interest for the credit score. Exactly. But I can work around it by having a, I have an Amazon card instead of an American Express right. card, but I'll pay, you know, right. So I'm paying every single month, mm -hmm. but I'm not leaving a balance. Does that do the same thing? Well, that does the same thing, but um, you it's good to you know to to um, use it, mm -hmm. um, so that way you can build your credit. Mm -hmm. But it's also good to at least leave maybe like a ten dollar balance mm -hmm. um, on there, just so that you know um, you can establish credit. But you know it's fine if you pay it off. Mm -hmm. But the, the fact that you are using it, mm -hmm. getting credit and not using it is not going to help mm -hmm. you. So as long as you are using it and paying it off, then that's helping you to to build your credit as well. Okay. Your credit history, mm -hmm. because we know that the components of credit is multifaceted. So you have different. You know, they look at your debt. They look at how much credit you're using. They look at you know. So there's different percentages mm -hmm. built into how your what, credit. What, what has the biggest impact? Um, the biggest impact would be your debt. Mm -hmm. So yeah. how, debt's, how much debt income? Mm -hmm, how much debt you have? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Question number three. Can I purchase a second home uh, for an investment uh, property? Right. Or I guess mm -hmm. a better way to ask that might be right. like, you know, what needs to happen for me to be able to purchase a second home as an investment property? So what would have to happen, um, you can definitely purchase a second home as investment property. You would have to go conventional because conventional loans allow you to purchase investment property. So if you wanted to, for example, I know a lot of people right now, the Airbnb world is really big. So mm. a lot of people are purchasing um, investment property to turn it into Airbnbs or to rental property. But that is definitely something that you can do. Um, is how, you how, how much? How how like does that make it like what's the it's not a cap break per se but like mm -hmm. how much like money are people making on that you know on airbnbs mm -hmm. or rental property mm -hmm. no no airbnb specifically not specifically rentals. yeah so airbnb it, it really just depends if you have it in a um well-known area uh then and it's getting a lot of you know a lot of people that are, are booking it for example um the airbnbs in austin you know, downtown mm -hmm. Austin yeah, are really, yeah, are really hot right now. So if you are charging, you know, for example, $200 a night and you're, you're booked for the 30 days every month, mm -hmm. then you can do the math yeah. and, and that, that right there will pay for itself. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's a, it's a good investment. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's wide open. I just haven't dug into the numbers on mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. you know, if you bought here, you know, you know, the investment into the property versus exactly. what you can make conservatively on the money, you know, that can be big, right? It is big. And, you know, but then again, it's all about location. So if you have a great location, someplace that people are wanting to go, so that way you can make sure that you have people that are coming to, to rent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'm sorry, I interrupted you. You were also saying something beyond Airbnb, but when you said it. Oh, rental properties. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, if you want to 
have, for example, if you want to purchase a duplex and rent both sides of that out and have, you know, residual rental income, that's another thing that a lot of people are doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, how does the current interest rate environment affect housing prices, right? And, and to elaborate, mm -hmm. um, this question is more talking about like what's going on with with long-term rates and, sh and short-term rates, right? And mm -hmm. to, to not go super nerd, in a, in, a, in a normal economic environment, if you lend somebody or the government money and you lend it for, for example, 10 years, uh, or you can lend it for two years, mm -hmm. you should get paid more interest for lending longer because right. you're foregoing your money longer. Um, there's periods of time in the economy where lending the U.S. government that gets off where you're paid the same or less um, uh, to, to lend them money long-term versus short-term, mm -hmm. meaning if you got paid the same to lend for two years and 10 years, something's off, right? Or if you right. got paid more to lend for two years, and that basically is saying, the, the market is saying, there's a lot of risk in the system. I don't want to make any long-term investments. Um, and, 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 and that's kind of happening right now mm -hmm. um, and the background is you have everything's expensive right almost all asset classes uh, are relatively um, uh, expensive expensive outside of um, you know real estate and businesses in um, in Europe right and small cap value stocks in the US and emerging market stocks those are relatively cheap but for the most part everything's expensive uh, and you have uh, two biggest economies going at each other with, with tariffs and, and this trade war, mm -hmm. which is basically like a hidden tax. T tariffs are like a hidden tax, right? right. Um, uh, which makes it more expensive to do business. So you have um, that slowing things down. Um, and in this environment where there's less money in the system, less incentive for long-term investment, you know, it's, it's not the best time to take uh, aggressive risks uh, in real estate, right? So I've had a, I've had a few clients who uh, are are investors, and while I don't invest their money in real estate, I'm you know I'm their financial planner and I invest their diversified stock market money, mm -hmm. but um, but I, but on the deal, I'm like, hey, if I were you, I would I would forego some short term return, right, and go more cash in, and when you're buying properties, make sure that if you can't flip it, it's cash flowing. So if you got to hold it through a recession. Right, you're good. And they're like, but it's gonna affect my return. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, but if you study all late stage uh, cycles, the idiots are the ones that make the most money the last few years, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. the long term patient folks are the ones that buy the idiots' properties at ten, at pins on a dollar when when the market you know falls out. So right. you know, be comfortable letting the idiots, you know, what, what I call picking up nickels in front of a steamroller. Right. right. You know, let them do that. You play a conservative, play it long term. Mm -hmm. Uh, because when you got money tightening like this, it's not the time to um, to be super aggressive. Right. Um, so that's how you, that's that's how that's affected. Oh, by the way, how mm -hmm. does that affect prices? Right. Well, we're seeing it. Prices are, you know, volatile uh, and 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 trending downwards in different parts of uh, of of the cycle. Right. Um, so anything to add? Um, I think you, you elaborated on that very nicely. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, how much should I have saved when I buy a home? And we can break it into how much should I save when I buy a rental property, 
and how much should I save when I buy my primary residence? Okay. Yeah, that's an awesome question. Um, a lot of people, you know, have different misconceptions. Um, we can start with the, the primary residence. Um, but I always um, like to tell people, it really depends on the, the sale price of the, the home, but we, we wanna make sure that you have your down payment, which is gonna be anywhere from 3.5% or 3% to 5%. Um, and then we also wanna make sure that you have at least 3% for closing costs. Now, um, another thing outside of the down payment and the closing costs that you should um, be aware of is you will have to get an appraisal for your home, which is usually around five to $600. Then there is also a home inspection um, that can be anywhere from three to $500 as well as um, a survey. But the survey sometimes is paid by the seller. So mm -hmm. that's the cost that um, the seller can also contribute to as well. And um, so we do kind of want you to make sure that you have at least, in, um, and then also in addition to the appraisal and the home inspection, you will have to put down earnest money once you do find a home to secure that home. So that way, you know, the seller will agree to take it off the market and, um, you know, you can secure that, that home. Um, so I always suggest that if you have saved upfront costs anywhere from two to $5,000, but like I said, we wanna make sure that you have at least three to 5% for your down payment and then at least 3% for your closing costs. Um, a good thing about today's market is we have a lot of down payment assistance programs that can help you um, towards your down payment costs. Um, some will cover all of your down payment costs. Uh, if you, you know, if you meet the income requirements, they will cover that as a grant. If you exceed the income requirements, then you can just um, pay it back as a second lien on your home. Another thing um, that's really good is also we have lender credit. So depending on the interest rate that you choose, um, we can provide you lender credits towards your closing costs. So that essentially will reduce your closing costs um, as well. And your earnest money can also be applied to your um, closing costs as well. And for rental property, um, it would pretty much be the same, the same deal. You know, you do need your, your down payment and your closing costs, but with rental property, you may want to save a little more because you may have home improvements, um, and for example, we have a 203K loan where you can use that for home improvements um, that could be used for rental property or, in, or investment property as well. So uh, we want to make sure that, you know, if you do have to have any repairs or fix it up or, you know, anything like that, you want to have a chunk of money saved once you do uh, acquire the property to reinvest in it to get it to, you know, livable conditions for your, your, um, your renters. Mm -hmm. One thing I'll add to that is, you know, in the spirit of Jay-Z, who is a billionaire now. Yes, he, he is. He, he had a, he had a, he <laughs> Kudos. Had a, he, he had a quote. He was, like, he was like, he was like, hey, if I can't buy something twice, I won't buy it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, that's so simple, but just real, right? Like it if, is. if, if if I have to save 6%, I just need to have 12. If I don't right. have 12, you right. know, because you know, I'm, I'm sure you've seen people like uh, get to the table and struggle right. and, and, and dump all their 
yeah. cash and 401k down into mm-hmm. into the home. Yeah. And then in a home, yes. struggling and can't buy furniture. Right. Right. Yeah. You have to think of all costs. Um, and so, and so, um, yeah, I love that. I love that quote. So, you know, so this is this is kind of a side note. I'm about, mm-hmm. to, I'm about to go in two different places because okay. my mind went two different places. Okay. For, you know, first I said the Jay Z thing, but before I was going to go to the Jay Z thing, what I was going to say about the um, uh, the down payment, I forgot the second part. Here's the other part. The tiny houses. Amazon's selling houses for like twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> I know. Are people, are people buying those. You know, it's yeah, it's I want one. Like I was like <laughs> men that would like de stress you know, life. But then too, we have a lot of families too that we're I mean, it's not, you know, I don't I don't feel like it's livable for for a family. You don't? Why? Put the kids outside. Be like, y'all get outside until the time you go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh yeah that i mean for maybe a starter home for a couple or a single individual oh man i'm just like when I, when I saw it i was just thinking how do i convince my wife to get it to get a 20 <laughs> matter of fact forget the kids we can just buy a house right, and the kids right. like y'all live over there know that you also have to buy the land too so how, how much does it look like fifty thousand? Well, it depends on the acres. It did, I really you honestly. About like a fairs texting about house. Yeah, house. it depends on the location. Uh-huh. So you can have some plots that are in a prime location that are just as much as a house. So not every literally. I'm like, so yeah. So until they deliver it, what, what's the delivery cost? And then does somebody like set it up? Like, what's the cost for I that? Know. <laughs> I know. That was super interesting though. Twenty thousand dollars yeah. for a house. Yeah. You know, because I think you mentioned millennials don't buy homes. I don't. I don't know if it's they don't believe in it, but you know the cost of living for a, a you know for, you know first of all millennials graduated with historic college debt. Debt, exactly. And then yeah, real right. real income growths outside of Silicon Valley, mm-hmm. you know, have not like have not grown. Right. You know, um, and so it, I think it's less that they, that they don't want to, and more that it's tougher. You know, like it's just and and you combine that with the houses are more expensive because you have. Like whole businesses buying blocks, right? You know, like right. there's a lot of institutional money uh, in real estate, it and so is. it's um it's difficult, which is why I'm paying attention to the small homes. I'm like, man, that's you know, people are laughing, but I'm like, no, that's like legit the only way that people can live and afford it. Yeah, because if you look at the West Coast, you look at L.A. and you look at New York, and then you look at Atlanta, mm-hmm. right, and look at D.C. and then you look at like Texas, and you're like, what is what does DC, what, what do those cities have that Houston, Dallas don't? Mm-hmm. Right? Nothing, right? right? And, and the Silicon Valley money is already coming here. So like it's, it's coming, mm-hmm. right? And we have a lot of people that can't afford, you know, the properties, you know, um, like, people, like people have been living since the 90s in LA and, mm-hmm. and the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And so um, with Texas with so much land, I think that's going to be super reasonable. Matter of fact, I'm mm-hmm. talking myself into like, Figuring out how to invest in those uh Hey, you know, you could turn it into an Airbnb or a rental property. Oh, I mean, twenty thousand dollars—you can make a lot of money you off can. that. Yeah, it'll pay for itself. Uh huh. Uh huh. Anything you want to add? Um, no, I think we, you know, covered a lot of ground. If anybody has any questions, you can definitely inbox me, email me. Once again, that's L-M-O-R-R-I-S at ontimelending.com. My name is Lisa Morris. 
Um, I am your lending expert, and I do appreciate you guys tuning in with us today. Wait, I have one more question. I'm sorry. Of course. So, so what? What if? What if some people said, "Okay, Lisa, uh, I don't have the twenty percent, right? I we want to buy a two hundred thousand property. Uh, I can't save forty thousand dollars realistically. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, here's where I was going to go. A good way to save money. I'm, uh, help me figure. Help me come back to this because I thought about it. Okay. A good way to save money is like. Airbnb, uh, not Airbnb, like Uber. Right. Like if you make $10 an hour on Uber on average mm-hmm. and you figure I need to save $5,000, right, then you have to figure out, you know, how do I go work? What's that? $10 times 500 hours. Mm-hmm. Right? Figure out how to go work 500 hours in between now and when you're fixing your credit and you want to buy your house. Exactly. And you got the money between Uber Eats and Lyft and What's the, what's the thing called? A uh, favor, a uh, favor or whatever. You ever mm-hmm. heard of favor? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and it just starts with making sure that you can put something away from mm-hmm. every check that you get, whether it's, you know, if you get a $10 check, put, put away $5, you mm-hmm. know, just trying to make sure that you put something away every check. And, you know, it can be very reasonable. I also want to add though, that we have multiple products, not just traditional, your traditional FHA conventional USDA, which is another good thing because USDA, there's no pay, no zero down. So that's another good thing if you want to buy in a place that, um, you know, you is USDA approved, but we have bank statement loans for self-employed. We have asset loans. So there's like multiple different um, loan products that can fit your particular need. So it's not a one size fits all. We're here to make sure that we put the loan, we connect the loan that works for you, um, you know, with, with, what, you with, with what you need. Got yeah. it, no, mm-hmm. make, makes sense. Yep. So here's where I was going. So let's say you say, all right, Philip, Lisa, I'm doing Uber mm-hmm. uh, and I'm saving, but I, I wanna buy a $200 property or that's my cost all in for, for, for doing it and fixing mm-hmm. it up. Mm-hmm. But I don't have $40,000. Um, uh, I want to get a partner um, and we take down the properties together. How does that work? Like, how do two or three people get together and then borrow money to buy a property? How does that process go? Well, that's, that's easy. Um, on conventional loans, there, you know, there can be people that, um, you know, going together but um and then even too um but with that we We, just have like an llc what if it's an entity yeah we don't right now um you know they don't usually give they don't usually give loans to to yeah so they have to personally guarantee it but um they can do that because that will maximize the income which means that will raise the amount that you know they're able to qualify for and ultimately purchase um, and then also, um, you know, it just allows more people to bring money to the table to be able to realistically afford it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, good to know. Hopefully y'all learned something that'll help make you, uh, some money, uh, today. That's the goal. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, as I always say, none of this is meant to be, uh, any investment strategy. We're just educating you. Uh, investment involves risk. No guarantees and investments unless otherwise stated. Uh, so don't come try to uh, sue us. We just pay you. Y'all enjoy your day. Right. Thanks for being on. <laughs> Thank you.